Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. And I'm Maciel Davila Ferrer. And we welcome you again to our program and our series, Trusting God's Way. We are so close now. We yeah. are right there at the doorstep. The exactly. We're about to cross to the promised land. And we're learning a lot of things that we need to know nowadays. So many applications <laughs> exactly, for us. Exactly. As we are awaiting the actual, you know, spiritual promised land. And we learn a lot of things along the way. And, and Moses here is about to die after all these years that he took the people of Israel out of Egypt, you know? And Joshua, I'm sure, is feeling some anxiety. <laughs> he has these incredible shoes to fill. Exactly. And, and Moses decides to take this opportunity at the end of the book of Deuteronomy to counsel them, to commission Joshua as the new leader. Yeah. Uh, he even teaches them a song. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he Tells gives a them story. a blessing mm-hmm. and all these things that is very, very interesting. 120 years old, and God has told him that he's not going to cross to yeah. the promised land. And imagine some of the pressure that Joshua is feeling. It's not that Moses is incapable to continue as a leader. It's just his own rebellion prevents him. But Joshua now needs to take them into the promised yeah, land. Yeah, and sometimes it feels a little unfair, right, that, yeah. that Moses, you know, can carries all these people in the wilderness and then makes this one mistake. But, you know, God holds his leaders accountable. Absolutely. And actually, this was about God's character that was in line. Mm-hmm. And, his and, faithfulness. Yes. And actually, eventually, Moses dies and God resurrects him. Yes. And, you know, so he has a good ending. <laughs> but as far as the promised land, Joshua is the one that's going to take uh, mm-hmm. the people of Israel mm-hmm. there. So we're going to check it. Uh, we're going to start it from Deuteronomy chapter 31, we're going to read verses 2 and 3 to introduce this section. I am now 120 years old, and I'm no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross into the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. Yeah, that's that's the main part of the whole discourse. The Lord your God will cross ahead of you. You You know, so it's so important to know that God's presence is with us, especially when we go to territory that we've never been before. This is a brand new thing. All they've known (laughs) is wandering in circles. Yes, and he keeps saying it, and we're going to find it three times just in the beginning of this chapter. The Lord will go ahead of you. We'll go ahead of you. We'll go ahead of you. You know, uh, God's faithfulness towards us is the core of our faith. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, if we didn't know that God is going to be faithful to the things He has promised, we would have nothing to hold on to. We wouldn't want to take that next step. Yeah. It'd be too scary. It, it's, uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to start this program with, you know, everybody knows the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. One of my faves. Yeah. It's, it's, I didn't know who, who wrote it. And then I did a little bit of, you know, research on it. I found out that Thomas Chisholm Uh, actually wrote it. And his life was quite ordinary. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of health problems and therefore income problems. Hmm. But at one point at the end of his life, he says, I'm just going to write about God's faithfulness in Hmm. my life, you know. So I'm going to read something to you that he actually said. He said at the end of his life, my income has not been large at any time due to my impaired health in earlier years, which has followed me on until now. 
Although I must not fail to record here the unfailing faithfulness of a covenant-keeping God mm. and that He has given me many wonderful displays of His providing care for which I'm filled with astonishing gratefulness. And then he wrote the hymn. Amazing. And what an ordinary thing. How many of us yes. can identify with that? That's His that's health right. problems. Yeah, and income one the, problems. <laughs> one of the most amazing hymns. And he says, I have to stop and say, mm-hmm. you know, God is a covenant-keeping God and He has provided what I needed during my whole ordinary life, if you want to say that. So if we can't pick, quite picture ourselves in the, yeah. in the desert, we can certainly picture ourselves yeah, with income him, problems. That's right. Yeah. And so God's faithfulness going ahead of us and with us and behind us mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that is actually the promise that is most repeated in the Bible for the present. You know, we have many promises for the future, mm-hmm. but what do we have in the present for me to live today? What is it? It's just the promise that God is is with me and that he's leading me and that he goes ahead of me. And that's what we need. That's what we need. We can't find answers. We just need to know for certain that he is with me. Exactly. And so in this commissioning moment where Moses is is, is passing the baton, Mm -hmm. you know, to Joshua, I'm sure that he has mixed emotions of all the things that he wants to say and he wants to, you know, help Joshua, you know. Maybe save him a little because he knows it's not going to be easy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's been through a lot. And when we talk about passing the baton, it gets emotional for me because when I was commissioned to the ministry after being in the ministry for five years, my dad was the one that spoke uh, at my commissioning Mm, service. That's beautiful. And he said, I feel like passing the baton, um, passing Mm -hmm. the torch, he said, passing the baton. Because he he was a minister all his life, more than 40 years. And here I was, you know, a new minister. And he (laughs) says, well, uh, you know, that's how I feel yeah, he said and it was it was very special to me especially now that he's no longer around with us i have such a strong memory as well my lead pastor was at uh, at, at my commissioning service and i remember everybody timidly putting their hands yeah. around me but i felt his hand yeah. just slap, like like he was literally yeah, passing, passing the, the blessing baton. yeah <laughs> so in chapter 31 the first six verses are reminders of moses to all of israel and then verses 7 and 8 is specifically to joshua as a as a new leader leader. So we have three times this, the Lord God is the one who goes with you. We have it in verse three, in verse six, and then to Joshua specifically in verse eight. So we're going to read verses seven and eight directly to Joshua. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all of Israel, be strong and courageous for you must go with this people into the land the Lord swore to your forefathers to give them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. Verse 8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Yeah, so so much on verse 8 altogether that it goes for us too, right? First yes. that the Lord goes ahead of us. Then that the Lord is with us. With us, yeah. Then that he will not fail us and that he will not abandon us. Yes. And do, therefore, do not fear or be dismayed. Right? Just a bonus. <laughs> Like because of all of because that, of a reminder: that. don't be discouraged. That's right, and and uh, it's it's interesting that Moses will leave a song. Most people don't know about this song, and we encourage you to to read it. Uh, that in chapter thirty-two, there is a song that will be a gift of Moses to the people because a song in that time it was a way that they passed things from one generation to the other, right? Because Here, here's a way to remember your history. It has a tune. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. most people didn't read or yeah. write, and so songs that's the way they passed their mm-hmm. theology and and the mighty acts of God in the past, right? So he will give them this 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 gift of a song that will both educate them and guide them mm-hmm. in in their process mm-hmm. and and. 
even shows that God knows the foreknowledge of some of their unfaithfulness that is going to happen. That is not edited out for no. the sake of lyrics. <laughs> yes. We have a very clear picture of some of their rebellion and mistakes. Yes, and, and this song will also be a witness that when they leave the Lord, they will remember that God had told them ahead of time, if you trust me, we can do this. If yes. you abandon me, then you're not going to be very good no. at those, during those times, <laughs> right? No, this is what's going to happen. So the song will educate, will guide, and also will be a witness to their own mm-hmm. unfaithfulness. But there's two or three things in this song that I want to highlight. One is this name of God that keeps appearing in this song and is capitalized in Mm -hmm. in my version of the Bible in chapter 32, verses 4, verses 15, 18, 30, and 31. It's a good one. It's one we've heard before. Yes, but for some reason, I didn't remember that this was from this song. Oh, fantastic. And it's the word, the rock. Yes. This is the rock. Uh, his work is perfect, verse 4. Uh, verse 15, the rock is the salvation. Verse 18, you neglected the rock who begot you, mm-hmm. you know, unless the rock is with you. And, and it goes on and on. Uh, what does it tell you of God as a rock? What, what comes to your mind? It's such, a, it's such an amazing picture because as they go back and forth, as they rebel, they move away. God is solid. God mm-hmm. is there. He is present. What a perfect application for our lives. We can ping pong around with our unbelief and our worries and our sin, but God is present. present. He, and, and he, and he doesn't presence. move. He's the same yesterday. Yes, yes. And this must have been a very strong visualization because David kept bringing yes, this up. Yes. You know, the, in the Hebrew is Yahweh Suri, the Lord, my rock. Rock, not mm-hmm. just the rock, but my rock. My right? foundation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I have um, I have a cartoon in mind when I was going through difficult times. Uh, some of you know that I went through really, really difficult emotional times about 20 years ago. And uh, I had a little cartoon of this person totally in peace. And behind him, everything is upside down. Houses are going <laughs> by and palm trees and all of that. And he's at peace because he's by the rock. Yes. You know, and it's, it, I think many of us are having that turmoil in our lives that we have to remember this one name of God, the wrong name. And we don't need a lot. Like I, I think that humans are capable of making it through very difficult times if we have one solid place, and that's what yeah, God wants to be. That's right, especially when we are going into uncharted territory. Yes, new for things. the first time in their exactly. lives, many of us at home, I'm sure, can feel that too. We we don't know what the next step holds, but yeah, we know that God's right. presence is there. Yeah, and He is. And uh, another thing that catches my attention in this song is some of what we call similes. Mm. They're symbols of God, and And one of them is he as a father on verse six. The second one is him as an eagle that takes care, you know, of his chicks, right? And the third one is God as a mother. I love that idea. Tell us about it. Verse eighteen. Yeah, why don't you read it? uh, chapter 32, uh, verse 18, when he's saying, uh, when you abandon God, uh, you actually abandon the one who begot you. <laughs> so yes. uh, read verse 18 of chapter 32. You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so God is a mother, you know. We have several times in the Old Testament these, these uh, we could say, feminine uh, angles of God yeah. uh, who gave birth to Israel and, and they abandoned you know, him. That gives us also a different perspective of the kind of love like we have now a picture of an uh, yeah. like a nurturing yes. close to you feeling with exactly. you kind of love yeah I, I love these three visualizations uh, in this song and then also um, there is one that is one of my favorite verses that I want to bring up that is um, at the end of Moses uh, um, blessing 
uh, is, is a, chapter 33, verse 27. And I want to tell you why this became so important for me. Um, this is at the end of the book of the Deuteronomy, again, chapter 33, verse 27. If you want to read it. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemy before you. Yeah, and so this this underneath are the everlasting arms. It's so funny because, you know, um, before I, I had this job that I have now, I was afraid of flying. I mean, big time. I had to be medicated just to get in a plane. Oh, you're on a plane all the time now, aren't <laughs> now, you? No, and I live on planes. But I remember drawing when mm-hmm. I would get a ticket. I would rem- I remember drawing a plane and underneath it, two big arms. And it was because of this verse. That's a beautiful picture. Underneath are the everlasting (laughs) arms. And perhaps you, our audience, are needing at this moment to draw whatever problem you're having Mm -hmm. and two big hands underneath. Yes. Underneath (laughs) are the everlasting (laughs) arms. Getting you through that dark time or that valley, he will carry you. Yeah, exactly. Well, Moses eventually dies on Mount Nebo. And you can read chapter 34 of Deuteronomy. But did you know that Moses eventually entered the promised land? (laughs) Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Most people don't know that he died and then he was resurrected, says the New Testament. But he showed up in the transfiguration account with Jesus now close to Jerusalem. Can you imagine? Like, (laughs) okay, this is happening. Yeah, this was afterwards, after, you know, he was now in heaven. And he actually came to encourage Jesus Mm -hmm. in how he would accomplish his mission. Incredible. So so he actually eventually (laughs) made Yes, to the promised yes. <laughs> well, God's faithfulness to his covenant is the root of our faith. You know, his faithfulness is all we have. The fact that he, you know, he, he, he does what he said he would do. He fulfills his promises and his presence is with us. Even amidst our mistakes and how we fail, his arms will be underneath us. Jesus uh, said that his blood would be the guarantee of the covenant. That's how we know we will cross over. Um, is He goes ahead of us. He already died for us. He, the end of our story is actually his blood and his grace have assured us of his story. He went ahead of us and purchased our salvation. Mm-hmm. So com- that's why, yeah, go ahead. Like last time, he completed the things that Israel could not, and mm-hmm. he completes the things that we still today cannot. Yeah, exactly. And so this is, this is the root of our faith. This is our assurance. So whenever you get fearful in uncharted territory, even if it's about the future, even if it's about eternal life or your salvation, remember Deuteronomy 33, 27, underneath are the everlasting arms. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101Media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!